0: Unfortunately, this episode will be a little bit different, but at the request of Kelly, the show must go on. So, I'm going to do things a little bit differently today, since it's just me, and to give you some kind of content, because it is our 52nd episode, which, you know, on a typical year, calendar year, there's 52 weeks, so this would be our year episode. Um, So, I'm just going to go ahead and run through the games for you guys, just to give you Something and a little bit of conversation surrounding those games. So the last time we potted was Wednesday, July 8th. And so I'll be reading 22 games from them. Uh, that leads us into game week 34 ending today. So we will obviously will not get to this Watford game in time. Um, cause I want to get this out before that game finishes. Um, so. Without further ado, here's Thursday, July 9th. First game was Bournemouth versus Tottenham. Ended in a 0-0 draw. A pretty awful Spurs team. Uh, Mourinho actually leaves the press conference halfway through it. Um, In typical Mourinho fashion, Tottenham had zero shots on target, which isn't the first time that happened this year, but they did have 64% possession. Um, And so, obviously, Mourinho was left pretty frustrated. Then we had Everton versus Southampton, which also ended in a draw. Uh, Danny Ings scoring his 18th goal of the season, and Rich Arlison tying it uh, right before halftime. And there actually was a penalty in that game where James Ward prowse hit the woodwork and missed his opportunity. So it could have been more points for Southampton, but at the end of the day, they both leave with one. Next game was Manchester United versus Aston Villa. This was just another phenomenal performance by the young players of Manchester United. And uh, we had Bruno Fernandez scoring a penalty again. Obviously, United always get their penalties. Mason Greenwood right before halftime. And then Paul Pogba to cap it off shortly after the second half restarted. <clears throat> On Saturday, we had a, quite a few games. The first one was West Ham-Norwich, which eliminated Norwich for good. They are now mathematically eliminated after this Saturday game. 4 nothing. Mikel Antonio, who has just been absolutely lights out since the return uh, of the Premier League after the COVID shutdown, and he gets all four goals in this game. On the 11th minute, uh, 45th minute, 54th, and 74th, that game ends 4 nothing. And like I said, at this point, Norwich was relegated from the Premier League. The next team we had was Liverpool-Burnley. That one ended as a tie. Andy Robertson scoring one of the best headers who probably ever scored in his life. Um, It was a curling effort, and he was actually on the right side when they put it in the back of the net. And Jay Rodriguez hits in the 69th minute second half to tie it. They both share the points there. Uh, Liverpool's intensity definitely looked like it was dropping. They look like they are done with the season and they've lost like everything that we saw them have in the beginning of the season. Um, but like I said, it doesn't change anything. They're still champions. Next game we had was huge. Watford picking up all three points in an 82nd minute penalty against Newcastle. Troy Deeney scores both of these goals and Dwight Gale scores Newcastle's goal. Um, it definitely helped Watford at this point. Unfortunately for them, everyone at the bottom half of the table ended up winning over the weekend, um, so it didn't really change their position much, but it definitely didn't put them in any worse spot, which they were del- delighted with the points there. And of course, Troy um possibly saving them from relegation is just a great story. And then the next game was probably my favorite game of the weekend, was Sheffield 3, Chelsea 0. Um, Sheffield were phenomenal uh McGoldrick gets two goals, and Ollie McBurney gets the third, and they were absolutely phenomenal. Chelsea just were ripped apart by them. Um, they just didn't come out with the intensity, and they had most of the ball. Sheffield actually only has 24% possession, which is insane to think about um, for a team to win by three goals and keep a clean sheet. only have 24% possession. Um, Sheffield are, are really doing some great things this year. And the final game of the week, or of, sorry, of Saturday was Manchester City five, Brighton zero. Just another completely dominant performance by Manchester City, with them never leaving first gear. Um, it was a stroll in the park. They had twenty six shots. They had seventy percent possession. Raheem Stewing gets a hat trick. Gabriel Jesus continues to score for Man City after having a little bit of a blip, and there were a lot of people talking about um, how he might not be the best option. For uh um, Aguero leaves, but starting to prove them wrong by getting a couple goals in, in continuous games. And Bernardo Silvia gets the other goal in the fifty-six minute. Raheem Sterling's hat-trick goal um, was probably one of the greatest goals ever scored. I don't think he knew anything about it. He was falling down and it hit him on the head and then actually Megs Ryan, which is hilarious that I just said Meg Ryan on the podcast. Um <clears throat> But if you haven't seen it yet, highly recommend watching it. It may go down as one of the goals of the season just because it's ridiculous and it ends up being his third goal. Um, definitely worth worth a watch for that one. Then moving on to Sunday, we had Wolves three, Everton Zero. Wolves just cruise past Everton. I mean they completely outplayed them. They the passes that they had um, were cutting lines. They looked like the wolves that we have come to know and love. Uh, Raul Jimenez gets a penalty right before halftime. And right after halftime, uh, Decan Dower gets his first. And then Jada finishes it off in the 7th 4th minute. Uh, and that was probably the best goal of the bunch. As the pass was completely uh, from one side of the field to the other. it was a really nice game to watch. Then the next game we had was Aston Villa 2, Crystal Palace 0. Trezeguet gets both goals in that one. Scores right before half and right after half, and Christian Bentega gets sent off in the 96 minutes. So the red card didn't have much to do with the play. Um, Crystal or sorry Aston Villa just were hunger for those points and obviously definitely need them. And uh, like I had said, Watford wins, so Villa needs to win as well. <clears throat> then we had the North London derby, which was a really fun game to watch. It had just about everything except for a red card, and Tottenham win in the 81st minute. Toby All the out scores a goal for Tottenham to get them all three points at home. Um, Arsenal were a little deflated after that one, after having controlling much of the game and most of the possession there. Um, Arteta felt as though his team should have gotten more points, and they probably were were good for it. Um, there was a few chances that they probably should have put away, um, but Tottenham will be delighted with all three points, especially because those two are very close in the table. And so anything that they can get over their rivals is um, stuff that they'll take. Then we had Bournemouth 4, Leicester City 1, and this is probably the worst display Leicester has ever put out. Jamie Vardy scores in the 23rd minute, and it looked fairly good for Leicester. It looked like they were probably going to take all the points from Bournemouth, and see Bournemouth be relegated on points as everyone around them collected all three in their games. But then a lapse in con- concentration from Cassius Michael as he rolls the ball out. Um, Lester lose it, uh, right inside the 18 yard box. Stan um, goes in. It looks like it's going to, the, the ball is going to be in. It ends up being a penalty. And he puts it away. Uh, nobody sent off for that. Then shortly after shooting to, um after a goal from Dominic Solanke, his first in the Premier League, and a huge weight lifted off of his shoulders for that one. A young kid kind of touted to be the next thing and really hadn't produced yet. Um, shoot tries to kick out at one of the players picking up the ball in the net. He gets sent off immediately from there. And then it just goes from bad to worse for Leicester as Johnny Evans gets an own goal, and then Dominic Solanke finishes the game. Um, with his second of the game and there probably should have been two more for Bournemouth as they hit the crossbar and had a really good chance from Surridge, um go over the bar. <coughs> Moving on to Monday we had Manchester United 2, Southampton 2 um, Obafemi gets a 96th minute equalizer for Southampton to collect points there um, extremely shocking. Uh, Manchester United after having come off of that three nothing win earlier in the week, we're looking to kind of get into that fourth spot, and this was right after it was announced that <clears throat> Manchester City would not be held accountable for um, those issues with FIFA and sorry with UEFA, and they would not be banned, and therefore Manchester United needed to, to get into the top four if they wanted to get into the Champions League. And so, for them to lose um, out on two points right at the death, um, definitely felt like a loss for them. Then on Tuesday, we had Chelsea versus Norwich. Norwich, obviously already relegated, Chelsea looking to stay in the top four and put some pressure on all the teams around them. Uh, they end up getting a goal right before halftime by Olivier Giroud, who lays out for a from a fantastic cross from the wing and they go home with all three points north were absolutely pitiful two shots zero on target um, definitely a team that uh, knew their fate and didn't didn't really bother putting out any sort of effort in that game it was kind of sad that Chelsea could only score one goal against them there then on Wednesday we had Arsenal-Liverpool which was looked to be a fantastic match obviously Liverpool playing so well all season and Arsenal kinda finding their gear um, after this COVID break restart and so it was touted to be an exciting match and honestly Liverpool Arsenal are usually matches that have a lot of goals this one however um, was pretty pitiful on both sides Arsenal goes away with all three points um, 2-1 they really had nothing uh, it was mistakes from Allison and Virgil van Dijk that basically gifted goals to Lacazette and Rhys Nielsen for his first goal in the Premier League. And Sadio Mane opened the scoring in the 20th minute, um, but Liverpool definitely uh, didn't look like they cared too much. It was pretty pathetic from them. And this loss means that there is no chance for them to get 100 points this season and become the second team to be century. And so it'll be definitely an ego blow and they'll be looking to, to get back on track in their next game against Chelsea because it is the game that they will lift the champ or the the title. Then we had Burnley versus Wolves. This game was one nothing Wolves until the 96 minute when a penalty from Chris Chris Wood and honestly um it, I don't think it should have been a penalty. I had a long discussion with a few people and it looked like he was protecting his face. Basically there was a um Somebody was going up for a bicycle kick and it looked like he was sort of protecting himself with his arm. Uh, they call the handball inside the box. They get a penalty. In the 96 minute, Chris Wood equalizes and they walk away with a point and share those points with Wolves. In the next game, it was Manchester City versus Bournemouth. Obviously, this one is a tough one to swallow for Bournemouth, who definitely need the points and were probably good enough for it. Um, a couple of interesting VAR calls kept Bournemouth from uh, securing any points, and they will definitely feel hard done by, especially if they end up due do going down. They'll probably look back at this one and say that they didn't deserve it. Um, City just looked off the pace a little bit. It was one of those, those blips that they've just had a few times this season. I really feel like Bournemouth probably could have taken the points off them. Um, a little unfair to them for these VAR calls highly recommend watching that uh, replay if you can, or at least the extended highlights. Uh, a lot of controversy around some of that VAR stuff. And like I said, it has even bigger implications if this is the reason that Bournemouth end up staying down. And then the final game of Wednesday was Newcastle 1, Tottenham 3. Uh, this game was all over the place. It didn't feel it felt very disjointed, as if both teams didn't really find themselves or know. Um, how they were going to play against one another. They kind of counteracted each other pretty well. Um, I didn't feel like Tottenham were as good as the, the scoreline suggested, and I didn't feel like Newcastle, uh, were as good as the scoreline suggested. It probably could have been a lot worse for them, but they'll go home, um, obviously I'm disappointed of not getting the points, but probably, Happy that it it wasn't any words for them. Uh Son scores in the twenty second the twenty seventh minute to open up the scoring. Matt Ritchie ties the game in the fifty sixth, and then Harry King gets two in the sixtieth minute and the ninetieth minute uh for time to seal all those points. And then yesterday, on Thursday, we had four games. We had Everton versus Aston Villa. A very sad day for Villa as they definitely needed all, they were very close to getting all three points. Ezri Cassanza gets the goal for Villa in the 72nd minute, um, and they looked like they were going to go home with all three and kind of creep out of that bottom three. And Theo Walcott scores in the 87th minute. It's a late header. It denies Villa the win, but they will take points because honestly, Bakers cannot be choosers when you're down there. And just like with Bournemouth, um, it's one of those things that it's heartbreaking, but the season is 38 games long, and if you can't perform the first half of the season, then just because you put up a valiant effort at the end doesn't mean you should stay up. Um, they had their chance, and um, they're, they're, they put themselves in this position, basically. Then we had Leicester bounce back from their woeful display against Bournemouth um, to beat Sheffield 2 nothing. This one was another rough one with a lot of VAR controversy. There was an offside that would have tied the game. Um, that wasn't called and AOZ Perez and De Marguerite, uh scored the goals for Leicester on either side of the half and they will be very happy because that top four race is tightening up. It looks like a four horse race right now um, and we'll go through the, the table at the end here. Then we had Manchester United getting back to winning ways and Rashford and Martial both scoring again for Manchester United beating Crystal Palace 2-0 um, Palace didn't really. This one would be another one that's, that's hard done. Uh, Jordan I scored shortly after the second half began. Um, it looked like he was onside and it's one of those VAR calls that it was centimeters and they take the goal away from him and that would have been the, the, a 1-1 game. Um, and shortly after that, Anthony Martial scores and they would definitely feel hard done by because there was probably, there were definitely one, maybe two, missed penalty calls, I felt, and a few other people on social media uh, felt that uh, the, the most blatant one was Wilfred Zaha, who was taken down the box, pushed down the box by Harry Maguire, who probably had a concussion at this point, so wasn't thinking very clearly, um, and they, the referee just waved it off, and they went down on the other end and scored, so I think Palace will feel very hard done by in this game. Um, the referees didn't help them very much in this one. They probably could have gotten away with some points. And the final game was Southampton first. Brighton-Hove Albion, 1-1. Neil Mopé scores for Brighton very early in the 17th minute, and Danny Ings scores again. Um, Now, Vardy is kind of taking off in the golden boot race, but Danny Ings is one of the only ones that's sticking with him. Um, Mo Salah. And Pierre Obama Obamiang have kind of cooled down a little bit. And I think it's probably Vardy's for the taking, but uh, Danny's might give him a run for his money with, with two games left. So we should see what happens there. All right. So I'm going to run down the table with you guys because it is game week. It just finished game week 36, which means there's only two games left. So implications for everything right now are very high. There's only six available points left for all the teams. So currently, obviously, Liverpool with champions um, are the champions are sitting uh, with 93 points at the top. We've got Manchester City, then the tight race between Chelsea, Leicester, Man United, and Wolves with 63, 62, 62, and 56. Then we've got Tottenham, Sheffield, Arsenal, Burnley, Everton, Southampton, and Newcastle, and Crystal Palace, all with at least 40 points, and then at the bottom this race is also tightening up here. 15th Brighton Hove Albion with 37 points, West Ham United with 34 points, Watford tied with West Ham on 34 points, and then the bottom three Bournemouth with 31, Astonville with 31, and then Norwich, who is relegated, with 21. So, obviously, it's it's Villa, Bournemouth, Watford, West Ham, Brighton definitely could use and need all those six points. Unfortunately, not all of them will get all the six points. So that one is going to be very interesting to see. We've got West Ham and Watford playing today. That one is a huge game. Highly recommend everyone watch that one. Um, it's got a lot of implications there. And obviously, this is going to be their 36th game. So technically for them, there's nine points available. Um, at the weekend, there's some big games that I think everybody should probably tune into. Bournemouth-Southampton, that's a big one for Bournemouth. Um, Brighton and Newcastle, uh, probably a game that that Brighton can pick up some points. Watford-Man City, that's a tough one for them. And Villa-Arsenal, that's a very tough one for them. Could we see relegations' fate sealed uh, before we get to the Super Sunday? Who knows? And then, but luckily for those teams, Manchester United are playing West Ham. So, really tough games for for some of those teams that are down there trying to escape relegation. Um, but we will talk about those and the outcomes and what that means for all the clubs in and around them. Can some of these teams pull off some fantastic wins? Uh, we will see. So that is the rundown from the week. A couple of great goals. A couple of Amazing results, a couple of very boring and shocking results, um, as a typical EPL week uh, was. Um, unfortunately, Kelly can't be here with me to discuss them. Unfortunately, one of our very good friends passed away over the weekend, and it puts a lot of things in perspective. I know that Kelly and I both wear our sport hearts on our sleeves, um, and kind of our whole world revolves around Results and sporting events and things like that, but it's moments like these tragic moments like these that You sort of realize that it is just a game Uh, We are blessed with every minute that we get to watch these sports and these athletes perform But at the end of the day, they're just sports And there are a multitude of things that are more important Family, friends, your health, both mental and physical I just want to take this second to tell everyone to appreciate the, the life that they have right now and the time they get to spend it on earth. Don't dwell too long on wins and losses. Um, just soak up as much of each other as possible. Um, it's been just a really, it's been a tough week and, uh, that just made me appreciate, um, a lot of the relationship that, that I've, probably neglected or, or not, t- you know, taken for granted, and, um, it's just kind of eye-opening, and I want to encourage everyone to, to reach out today to their loved ones, and, and if you are lucky enough to be near them, and go visit them, give them a hug, uh, you never know, you never know when's the last time you're going to see them, so, in lieu of the red card shots, I am going to take a shot for our Very good mutual friend Katie and um, her family and friends, and we're thinking about you here at the Ditbox community, and uh, we love you guys. So, cheers, Katie. Thanks, guys. I've got some friends, some that I hardly know. But we've had some times I wouldn't trade for the world We chase these days down with talks of the places that we will